What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 207 on secret strategies to this online selling with Christiana Hurt. Yo, millionaires, we got Christiana Hurt in the building, and she is a creator of the Wealthy College Kid, right? Yep. Also one half of the Boss Palace. Boss Palace. Man, I'm super excited to just <laughs> dive into these different identities and these different theme pages and resources that you're creating for the community, Christiana. And also you're helping thousands, probably in the tens of thousands now, people yeah, sure. making money from nine to fivers, making some money from home on the side and things like that too, right? So let's dive into that. Let's tell us about like a little bit how your e-com journey started, right? How you got into it. And some things that you learned along the way that if you had to do it again, you know what to avoid. Let's, I guess let's start right <laughs> So, unfortunately, I moved out. Um, I had met a boyfriend um, um, just, like, through um, actually, like, a random night on spring break. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, a year into the relationship was like, if you love me, you know, you'll put this lease in your name. And so, put the lease in my name. Obviously, like, every dumb girl at 21 does. And unfortunately, you know, he didn't held up his end of the bargain of paying the bill. So I was kind of like left with a $3,000 bill of rent that I had to figure out how I was going to pay. So he obviously worked online. So it kind of let me know that there was an existence of making money from your phone or from your computer. So I started selling other people's products, affiliates, um, becoming an affiliate of other people's products because I didn't have my own, nor was I really knowledgeable about anything online. So once I got from there and I, I made enough to at least cover the bill, I was kind of like, okay, what now are my options as far as making money online? Because there's a lot of different kind of lanes you can take and mm-hmm. you kind of want to find one that at least, you know, you feel like works for you. And, you know, a mutual friend that he had was like, just make a Shopify store, sell stuff. And I'm like, okay. So I just started selling random things, which started off as a fishing pole pen to then make up to then where I am now in the baby niche. I've actually been in the baby niche since the beginning. I just kind of switched it around a couple of times, but I was able to really make my first six-figure month, September 2016, when I moved out April 2016. Mm. So it, it, it's a lot to unpack there, right? Because it's a lot of relevance in the situation on how you got started. It really sounds like you started from this, this place of uh, like scarcity, right? Not desperation. having enough desperation. I, I really tell people like, it was just a situation of desperation that so many people like look at as inspiration, but my desperation is another person's inspiration. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, absolutely. It was never something that was like, oh my God, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is so inspiring. It was literally like, my dad told me not to move out and I should have moved out. Like mm-hmm. it literally came down to that. So um, it just, it worked out in my favor. But when I, j- I always tell people like, don't move out, don't mm-hmm. move out for anybody. Don't put your name. And anything, I won't even put a to-go order in my name. So that's where we're at in 2023. And, and you see, and you see that a lot too in our community, like where people are so quick to want to move out their parents' crib. And I mean, unlike it sounds like your situation, that even the parents sometimes are even like rushing, like when you getting out, when you getting out. My your parents, dad was kind of like, like where wanting you, you to stay. Where yeah, you going? he told me not to move out. He said to stay. Mm. Should have never left. Why do you feel like we in such a rush to get out of the crib? So I was fast? in a rush because at 21, I this was my first serious relationship. So, mm. you know, I thought we were going to be together forever. Like that was in my head and that's what it was standing on. At least I was willing to stand 10 toes down in that. And one of the biggest qualities I have is that 
I just put 110% into everything mm-hmm. that I do. Mm-hmm. So knowing what you know now, if you had to go back and do it all over again, would you have started with the Spotify, uh, Shop- Shopify? Would you have started with 100%. I would have started with all of that. The only diff- the only thing I always tell people I would change from my story is I should have broken my lease instead of gotten evicted. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. You know, that was just lack of knowledge. You know, that was lack of mentorship in the circle. Honestly, I didn't know that there was an option to go downstairs and break the lease. I thought mm. I was stuck. Because mm. that, of course, affects your credit and, mm-hmm. and things like that for finding a new place. And I still got a new place. And I always tell people, don't listen to anybody that's never been evicted. Like, if somebody has not actually been evicted and gone through it, you should not be taking advice from them. I am somebody who got evicted, got it off my credit, um, got an attorney, got it removed from the courts, like, and I can get a home. I have no problems at all. So I'm one of those people that, like, just don't take advice unless you've actually lived through it. Because people will always tell you that it's not that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. but they don't have an eviction. They never got evicted. They've never gotten evicted. They've had a notice. They've never gotten evicted. I've gotten evicted. Mm-hmm. So I always just speak to the fact of like, take advice from the people that have gone through it and survived it or succeeded from it, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Let's stay right there too, because you mentioned like what I got from that, taking advice and counsel from the right people. Like, why would I listen to you about the best way to move forward from this eviction if you never got evicted? And on the other hand, you got, why would I listen to you on how to make money online when you don't have the actual social proof of making money online? And nowadays, you see a lot of coaches, <laughs> Instagram coaches, popping out, out the woodworks, teaching people how to do this and that. What would be some advice you would give folks that are serious about this and trying to vet out the right people to take mentorship um, from? Documentation. I think we see a lot of, like, you know, the, like, one picture when they were, like, poor. Mm-hmm. And now they're, like, so rich. But you don't see, like, you don't just wake up a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can actually see on my Facebook, my Instagram, my I actually have, like, over 4,000 Facebook Lives. You can mm-hmm. actually watch me from my first sale, from my first $1,000 day, my first six figures, my first 50K day, my first million dollar month. Everything is documented, like, to the T. Like, me making Facebook statuses, like, getting from six figures to seven is so hard. Oh, my God, taxes. Like, every single thing is documented. All the bank deposits, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Like, everything is there. There's, like... It do, there is no skip. There's no, you know how some people love to show you chapter one and chapter 20. I literally have every single chapter documented, documented with video screenshots, lives, like everything. So I just tell people like do their due diligence as far as like duplication and documentation because anybody can make themselves rich, but like how many, how many other people are actually making money? That's like substantial. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Okay, you got a couple people like saying they made X amount of dollars, but how many people like bought a car, or, like you know, got a new home? Like life changes because is money any really anything but a gateway to buy more options? Right. So I feel like if people aren't you know progressing with those options, whether because let's be real, no matter how much money you make, you're either going to change the way you dress, the food you eat, where you live, the car, or maybe your mom. But something's going to change. You're not going to just sit on all this money. You're not going to stay the same. not going to sit (laughs) and just sit on all this money. So I just look for life changes. Like, that's a real big indicator for me. And not cars, because now cars can get, you can get a Lamborghini with like 10 grand down. Let's Mm. be real. Mm. Like, or a home. Like, you can get a cosign. Like, I really just try to look for real documentation and things that, like, just can't be fudged. Like, if I see certain hotels, I can go on the hotel website and I can see how much you spent at the hotel. Like, wow. whether it's points or not. Like, I know that 
some type of like if a hotel says ten thousand dollars a night, you know that it was ten thousand dollars a night. You know, so I just look for those types of indicators sometimes. Yeah, and the documentation is the is the big piece too. Just kind of speaking on that and just knowing from being in the space, you also have people who you see that one poor picture and then you see they rich, <laughs> and we can all, all assume that they rich because of this thing that they're now all of a sudden teaching, but. A lot of people be having other businesses that they make money, and as you said, money changes a lot of things. It opens up opens up these opportunities. Yeah. So now I'm trying to teach you how, let's say, for example, make money online as a nine to fiver. But my situation was never like that. My situation was I made all my money in real estate and dumped all my money into this this online selling, and I got ten, twenty, fifty thousand to spend on product yeah, and ads and things like, like that. A lot of people just are unrealistic with their starting points. Honestly, like. Okay, you worked a job and then you got fired, but like, where did you get the money? Or like, what was your credit score? Like, you know what I mean? People just skip out on that part of like, how, where did you get the funds to even do this? Or like, they made, they had a big come up on a platform and then like, they're not even doing it. Like, I'm still in the trenches right now today selling online, like Mm -hmm. Shopify, Amazon. The only one I'm not selling on is eBay because the margins are just too small for where I am now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not realistic. eBay is really just, I tell people all the time, it's just a way to get the bills paid, get, get on, get on out of there. But um, I'm still in the trenches with the things that I'm teaching. And that's why I have screenshots every day because I'm doing it. I don't really have to wait for students. Like I have a screenshot every day because I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as like the people who are just now getting started and you said it's a lot of different ways to make money online for someone that is working a nine to five, probably even a, a goddamn nine to <laughs> 10, because, you know, you got people working 16 hours, 12 hours a day, right? They don't have that much time. But what would you advise as being, like, the best place to get started if you want to just make some extra change to pay your bills in that online space? Just selling stuff, selling stuff in your house, selling everyday items, selling, like, so much as a Christmas tree, a teddy bear, just selling everyday things and just making, like, at least a $10 profit and just using that volume to make like $3,000 a month. Like that's still. Would you need a Shopify money. store for that or would no. you use eBay? You don't even have to use that. You use Facebook. Oh it's yeah. Facebook. 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 There's a mad places. eBay and Facebook are free to sell on. Mm-hmm. So why would I spend? Shopify is now $105 a month. You know, they increased it. For real? Yeah. That sounds like $40 a month. It used to be $29 and $79, but due to inflation, it's now $105. So you can't even make a website now. Unless you're using Wix. Is Wix trash when it comes to e I e-com? think it's trash personally, but I mean, that's my <laughs> personal opinion. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I see the difference uh, between Shopify and Wix. I used um, Wix for like a lot of my like websites for like podcasting. And, yeah, and I started on Weebly. Weebly. Not even selling stuff. I sold my courses on Weebly. I forgot about Weebly. Yeah, they banned me after like 18 grand. Because you was making t- too much money. I was moving weight. <laughs> I was moving weight. Yo, hey, selling online is the new dope game, ain't it? It is, like, truthfully. Just selling digital education is really the new crack. Mm. Everybody want to teach somebody something, which is cool, like, but only the strong survive. That's a fact. And people is not buying and trusting courses and internet money the way that they did five years ago. They're just not. With good reason, of course, but, again, only the strong survive. Mm-hmm. On a serious note, what would you say like the major differences from you know Shopify and Wix for those that are currently having analytics. Wix? The analytics, the analytics, analytics and app integration, um, but mostly analytics—the data that you're able to pull from Shopify. Mm-hmm. Now you, um, I was looking at some of your content. You have a children's clothing line, right? Mm-hmm. 
when did you get started with that? Did that come from the first time, the third time, or the fifth time? Wow, so you kind of been going back and forth with this so, thing. So, unfortunately, so the reason it's called Just Kidding Kids is because I was pregnant in April of 2018, and I had a miscarriage um, that resulted in a C-section, obviously me not having a child mm-hmm. in the end of things. Wow. So, again, with the dark, dry humor, um, I kept saying, like, it was like, I was pregnant, and I'm just kidding. Mm. So, it started out as Just Kidding Around kids and i actually did five hundred and fifty thousand in two and a half months after that was right after like april i lost my son and i did that money may june july for like two and a half months but postpartum like just knocked the wind out of me that i just didn't care about the brand i just didn't care i was selling baby stuff that's the crazy part. i just had this sick obsession with selling baby stuff and this wasn't my first time selling baby stuff Previ to this it was just it was like just kidding all around. And we're, I was selling mats. Like I've just always grown and navigated um, towards the baby niche to then 2022. I was like, all right, let me get my shit together. And um, I got a billboard. I did the shoots. I got, the, I ordered the, I took the jump, ordered the inventories, probably total. I spent 24 bands mm-hmm. and then 2023, it took off um, just with TikTok videos. And you know, unfortunately, you know, obviously I don't have any children at this time and I will in the future, but I have to rely on social media and other people's children. So we came up with a great way to market and advertise to bring in hundreds of kids now that I don't have the issue of content. I don't have the issue of needing children for shoots because now I have hundreds of applications. So mm-hmm. now, you know, the Instagram went from 700 followers to now almost 25,000 followers loyal over um we did over twenty thousand dollars in revenue in the month of january alone we're already do today's what the fourth i think we're at like three grand for february we're almost out of inventory wow wow but you know what i'm you know what's crazy about it i'm pivoting already (laughs) i'm not gonna i have no passion in designing clothing and i think we as black people always want to sell clothes it's like a flex yeah no thing yeah like i got well because we are the flyest culture we the flyers culture, so I could see naturally but why you now wanna... at this point, like really being like you know deep in it and like really only looking for money at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I've succeeded in my passion of it. Like I've done it multiple times. I've been very successful in the children's niche. Um, I want to go into the vitamin space with it. Mm-hmm. I think now that once we sell out all this inventory, we're gonna do a children's multivitamin, mm. like a gummy. Mm. And that, uh, that, I'm sure, involves a lot of, like, research and development. No. No? White label. Mm, why would I gotcha. try, yeah, why yeah. would I reinvent the wheel? See, I'm not in this e-com space, so I totally didn't even why think about white Why would I try label. to go and make my, and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for, you remember um, Daddy Daycare? You remember mm-hmm. Veggios? Hell yeah. Why would I do that to myself? Yeah. Like, really think about it. Like, create a vitamin for a child to spit out and be like, ah, this is nasty. When there's vitamins that... Kids are already buying and have mm-hmm. all the certificates, all of everything vegan, non-GMO. Mm-hmm. So for those who are listening to this and like first time hearing this term white label, what does that mean? How is it beneficial? for? So it means I'm going to approach a manufacturer who already makes vitamins, already is FDA approved, already is non-GMO, um, cruelty free, vegan, everything that I'm looking for to represent in Just Kidding Kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, hey, I want to make a vitamin. And they're going to say, OK, with what? I'm going to say. 
I want it to be less than two grams of sugar. I want it to be grant. I want it to be gummy. I want it to, I want to also have a powder or a drop form for toddlers to go into their water that has no taste that changes colors. Maybe when it's cold, like I can say all those things and I'll say, okay, we have this already ready to go or, and we could make this after it's successful. And I'll say, okay, let's do it. And we slap a label on and we ship it out. Man, that's like, that's like a game changer, especially if you don't have the time or the you can white label anything. That's how I find out if something's really worth my time. Um, there was a point where I wanted to do cleaning supplies and the price was like before shipping was like nine dollars and 68 cents. After shipping, it was like twelve dollars. You can only sell an all purpose cleaner for 16 to 18 dollars. Right. So it's like the margins on it are like three. It's not the money I'm looking for. So like right there and th- right then and there, I'm able to look at it, see it, and not know that it's not going to work. Mm. And it's crazy how like having like once you have a, a, a revenue generating system like an online business and things like that, the other like you said, the other opportunities that open up. Like you said, you had the funds now to really go crazy on the, the clothing brand, and in 2023, literally, we like what. <laughs> Uh, 43 days into 2023 you said it, it's blown up and already you know bringing in some 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 revenue um would you say that people when trying to have all these we got shiny nickel syndrome trying to start all these businesses oh, shiny object syndrome? yeah 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 but like so that's like that's some silly shit we say nickel i hear object oh, too, right? i call it shiny object syndrome yeah i feel like people lose focus they lose focus of what put them in the position that they have today. And I will, I'm just not a person that, like, I'm never going to forget what put me here, which was e-commerce. Mm-hmm. It's what put me on the map. It's what it's what's giving me everything that I have to date. Why would I change that? Now, do I shift and, you know, obviously do other things? Of course, employee retention credit mm-hmm. was an easy seven figures. Mm-hmm. Of course, just referring B2B. B2B is not what I do. But... I, I know what works for me, and I always keep that as as my main bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Now, for the average nine to fiver, though, would you advise you know before starting a business, tapping into like uh, affiliate marketing or just sound, just affiliate marketing, e com are right next to each other. Just whether you're selling somebody else's product, it's you're just selling online. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people like. What I'm doing never changes. The product may change, the platform may change, but it will never change the fact that I'm just selling online. Mm. Now, would you say that you need some type of sales experience to be good at this? No. If you're thirsty and I have water, what are you going to do? Buy some water. <laughs> I'm going to buy some water. You're supply and so demand. So you, you're focusing on products that are already in demand. Just supply and demand. That makes sense. So for all y'all saying that, oh, I don't know sales, and that's y'all excuse <laughs> on why y'all can't get started, Christiana said, "You don't need no sales experience." Funny thing, we funny thing is, we just had um, a high ticket sales uh, guy on the show last yeah. week, and we were saying how sales is uh, a skill that everybody needs to have. Would you agree with that? At some point, is it beneficial to learn sales? But if you're tapping into the ecom, maybe not so much. I mean, it's not going to be everybody's thing. I suck at com- uh, customer service. I don't talk to my customers. I have sales reps. I have customers like. I suck. I, it gives me anxiety when somebody's writing me like storybooks. It just mm-hmm. like, and no matter how much my sales team or you know my um, head of operations tries to help me like talking to people, no, it's just not for me. Like it's just not. I focus on what I'm good on. I'm very good on camera. I'm very well spoken. Where some people they take three, four takes to do YouTube. They like one take wonder, like to the T. Like 
I just that's because you're really in the mix, like you're really doing <laughs> this stuff. So it's easier to like to wing. I wouldn't say wing it because it's off of experience. Like you're really just talking about things you're doing. I've always been well spoken though on TV, even like as a child. Like I was on the Today Show like six times. Mm. Like I've I've just really been good on camera. That's like, but the whole customer service thing and like talking to cut no like. Now, I want to switch gears just a little bit because uh, you put out a video um, a couple I think a couple weeks ago that said dropshipping is dead, right? And, man, we, so we've already had a few econ people in the space who were saying, like, get started with dropshipping, right? And you come with a totally <laughs> different mindset, and I'm interested to hear on that. How is, it, how is dropshipping dead, and what is kind of like what you do now different? How is that different from the dropshipping Do you remember the model? fidget spinners? Yeah. You see them anymore? Nope. Do you buy any like knickknack products anymore? I'm be honest. I, if I would have seen a fidget spinner, which I do, I back see them in the, the gas day. stations. I would just buy it in person. I back wouldn't buy it online. The, but back in the day, but nowadays, like nobody wants a knickknack, and nobody wants to wait two weeks for it to come. So drop shipping is only for like knickknacks. I think that drop shipping a product with no real solution. And no real purpose is dead. And AliExpress and five-day shipping is dead. Like, you can retail arbitrate. I really, really want to stress the word retail arbitration because you can drop ship or retail arbitrate from major U.S. retailers and make a smaller profit margin, which essentially is drop shipping. But this whole go to AliExpress, find a product, and make a Shopify store that looks like shit. <laughs> no, like nobody's gonna buy from it. You may have one, like I know, like um, the space lamp was going viral on TikTok, but those are pump and dumps. Mm. And like I'm, I'm past the point of like making a hundred k month and then the next month making three grand. It's not good for your mental health. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So like I just I go for longevity and consistency, and you can sell a toaster every single day of this year, and be perfectly fine. Mm. So. So it's more so focusing on, again, like you said, everyday items. And do you have to buy them before you no, sell them? No, you don't them? have to buy them before you sell them because you're arbitrating them from Walmart. Mm. Walmart even has um, manufacturing packaging. If you click, it says this will come in the manufacturer's box. It doesn't even come in a Walmart box. Wow. So, like, do you have to set up an account with Walmart to do something like that? No, just check out. All right, so all right, so explain this again. So it's the same as dropshipping it. They do it all the time with Sam's Club and things like that. They were doing it on Amazon. Now it's like banned on Amazon, but it's not banned on eBay. It's not banned on Facebook. It's not banned on uh, OfferUp. These other platforms. That makes sense. Why do you think they banned it though? Because Amazon doesn't want a Walmart box showing up to their customers' door. That eliminates Amazon's control factor of quality and like mm. customer satisfaction. So you pretty much saying like using spaces like these seller account, like offer up Facebook, you can use eBay. third party, you can use third party um, platforms to sell everyday items because people people love buying furniture on Facebook Marketplace. People are Facebook Marketplace fiends for mattresses, furniture, large items that you can go get brand new and sell for ten twenty dollars. People are selling Romoa suitcases on Facebook Marketplace for a thousand dollars. That are selling at TJ Maxx for six hundred. Mm. So you just buying low, selling high. You just flipping. You just they're flipping not product. even buying them. They're putting them on hold or layaway and selling them first. Damn, that's another gem. Wow. So you don't even have to. You don't even have to touch the product. You don't even have to. 
you if you have a car, you could literally go to the store and put it on hold and wait for it to sell and then go pick it up. Or you could take the risk of, okay, you found it at Walmart online, but it's sold out, but you have a screenshot and they have it at Target. Target will price match the screenshot from Walmart. Fun fact. Damn, people don't know that. Home Depot price matches, Lowe's, um, Walmart, Target, Kohl's, JCPenney's, uh, Wayfair, Overstock, they all price match. So even if something sells out or it changes the price, I have a screenshot. Mm. You call, hey, I want a price match. They'll price match it, send you a new link. Now this, now, this really changes the game for a lot of people because unlike the drop shipping model that a lot of people are teaching, that requires a lot of research. You got to go spend hours and see what's trending and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. With this, you don't have to do no research. You're just selling. Your bills are due every 30 days. I don't have time for research. <laughs> Nor do I care. Right. Right. That's a good point. That's like right next to those people that are like, wake up at 5 a.m. and read a book a day. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to eat next week. Like. Be so, all right, so you're not, you're not, you're not, so what's your, what's your morning routine? I am curious. Too. I'm getting up at 8 a.m. I do want to get up earlier, but, um, every day I do an hour at the gym, Monday through Friday. And I, I practice Spanish every day at four o'clock for an hour. I'm actually very addicted to learning Spanish this year and I'm getting better. Like now, like I can say sentences and stuff like that. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I saw you actually posted your schedule. I saw Spanish on there every single day. I so she ain't sp- playing. Y'all. I love my Spanish class. Like to the point where I'm getting better and I'm texting in Spanish now. And I have like the Spanish keyboard. Like it's getting a lot easier to the point where my boyfriend's like, please stop talking in Spanish. <laughs> is it um is it like uh in the, like independent study or is it's it just in the apps? Class? I just oh. spend out I spend all my time on the apps. I'm like number one. And I'm like outranking like other people. And if somebody outranks me, I'll get back on the app and, sp- and stay on the app until I rank number one again. I have like a very bad idea. Oh, so you don't even have an instructor. You just dedicating like that's your time. Yeah, like this is the time I'm going to focus on Spanish. Yes, four o'clock every day. Spanish. So as far as like applying that to other things, do you think that people should create schedules and blocks for learning a new skill? If like that? that's what works for you, it doesn't work for everybody. Like I'm very, very self-disciplined and very intentional when I want something. And I conned my boyfriend into if I could fluently speak Spanish, like A1, we would stay in Peru for three weeks instead of one week because mm. I want to stay in Peru. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. Is it really a way that you can be successful and not have any discipline? Mm-mm. So it's like I mean, you could come up on success fast, but I don't think long term. You ain't gonna keep it for sure. Mm-mm. So if like if if not being disciplined in or intentional at least about what you want to learn and and the time that you spend on learning it, like what other ways can you have that long term success? Take accountability. I don't know. Go to therapy. <laughs> Sounds like therapy. It's inner just work. like for example, like I know I suck at reading. I don't like to read books, so I use the Headway app to mm-hmm. read books within fourteen minutes, and I do one a day. It's been really easy for me. And I'm getting through a lot. More. I'm doing a book a day because I'm only spending 14 minutes on the notes. Mm. So I know that a lot of people just from hearing this and even myself just trying to wrap my mind around mm-hmm. this whole process of retail arbitrage, you know, going to Walmart, getting the manufacturers. But all this stuff seemed a little bit overwhelming to me. I'm going to be honest. But you have the boss palace, right? Is it the boss palace or is it the wealthy kid that kind of helps people kind of dive into this a little bit less so- hands off? No, no, no. So Wealthy College Kid is an e-commerce education platform that teaches okay. you how to sell online. We also offer a service in which we pick the products for you. Gotcha. That's where you're looking for that hands-off. Like, mm-hmm. we pick the products for you. 
So it's like similar to the automation. I know a lot of people hear that word. It is not done for you. It is done with you because it's your account at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. We're just picking the products and posting them on your account because we know that they'll sell. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, a win-win because the most stressful part of selling online is not knowing what to sell. Mm -hmm. The Boss Palace, we sell vendors list. Mm -hmm. So that's where it comes in. Like you need, you have to pay to play. You cannot come into the Boss Palace with no money buy a vendor's list and think that you're going to like run off into the sunset because now you have to contact that vendor, buy samples, buy inventory, make a website, find some type of marketing and build a full fledged brand, which people do do. People ha had the money for it. I would say very well from 2019, 2020, 2021, but 22 to 23. No, like we are in one of the saddest economic times of our lives. Yeah. Like, this is like 2008, but worse. Which it's is an investment so, for sure. And I like how you said you got to pay to play. That's yeah, the best like, way to think about just it. It's like people aren't wanting to start a business. People want to know how they're going to survive their mortgage payment in two months. Like this is very real. And so this retail arbitrage, selling online is the way that just you can do it. sell that. everyday things, move on. Make your $10 profit, do it 10 times a day. It's $100 a day, 700 a week. That's more than you had last week. Like That is more than you had last week. People get people get jaded had. with these big ass numbers, but like no, like do you know how much a gallon of gas is right now? A gallon. Mm -hmm. Shit, no. It's three dollars and thirty nine cents. See, I don't really, I don't really be looking at the prices. I just know I need gas, okay. so it's like because it's not you know you're in a gas. position to do so. But what about the family of four that now has to spend nine dollars on eggs, six dollars on milk? And $3.39 for gas. Mm. How is I supposed to make it? Then you got to go to school five days a week. You got to take your kids to school. How are you supposed to make it? Like, realistically. And I could see the benefit of even just being intentional on in what you sell. Like, how can I make, how can I sell these products to make my gas money for the month? Just breaking it down just incrementally breaking like it down, that. like covering your credit card bill so you won't be late. Covering your repo. Like, do you know what the rate is for late car payments right now? Shit, maybe like 15%. It's 10. Do you know what it was three years ago? Six. Two. Wow. And that's going to be the first. And you had to think car payments, like that's not the first to go. You know what's first to go is mortgage because you can make a late mortgage payment. They're not going to kick you out next month. Right. It's, you a, make it's a, a process. Late, <laughs> but you make a late car payment. They're coming to get that car in like two months. Mm. Damn. Hey. I need to listen to what she's saying because she really giving y'all some game on how you could just break it down. Don't try to say like, oh, I got to make $5,000 a month. Just say, how can I pay my, my my rent? How can I use this to pay my rent? How can I use this to pay my gas? Um, so like you got this website set up. What would you say are the best ways to drive traffic to that site? Social media? To build your brand if you have money or to just sell everyday products? To sell the everyday products. We talking to the why do I need? Why do I need marketing? What do you do when you go on Amazon.com? Do you stare at it for an ad, an ad to pop up or you start <laughs> typing? You're right about that. You're right about that. Did anybody have to tell you to, t to type in what you're typing in? No, nah, I just needed Because you have something that's called search intention. Mm -hmm. It's a search intended website. So why do I need marketing when people are searching for items every single day? And people shop like that similar on Facebook too. Yeah, like Facebook, Google, these are intentional. People are intentionally looking for these things. They're typing what they're looking for. So that means you already have what's called a warm audience because I'm searching for a couch. I'm searching for towels. I'm searching for a mattress. Mm. 
in sales, we say that's people that are hot and ready. Like they already yeah, ready to buy. Yeah, audience. But I just felt like people are already looking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what will be the mindset before getting started? Like how, like, let's say I'm ready to get started, but I'm still having some limited beliefs, some self-doubt. Where do I need to bring my mind to to be able to have success? In, in this? You should wake up in the morning and log into your bank account. Mm. You should start there. And if that doesn't work, um, you should look outside your door for that eviction notice because that was a really good indicator of where I needed to start. Mm. Like, you really just need to look at what's real. Like, we need to stop glamorizing this meditation and, you know, like, just this over, just overzealous ideas. Like, just do the work. Like, just... There's no, everybody has different solutions on podcasts, on internet. Everybody has a different solution to the recession. The only solution is making more money. That's the only solution. Mm. Nothing anybody is going to say is like, yes, there's a million ways to do it, but the end solution is just making more money. There's nothing else that you can do. Like the section eight waiting list is five years right now in most states. Wow. Thousands of people in section eight. What about, what about working hard and just getting a job and just doing it that way? Just. Unfortunately, there's this thing called minimum wage <laughs> and there's these things called you can't work over a certain amount of hours. So let's say they ma- if I max out, I, I think, what is it, 80 hours? Mm-hmm. And then they, I've been I when I was working a job, I used to get sent home because I was out of hours. You was working too much. Yeah, I was out of hours. So wow. I got sent home. But I needed the money. Did that matter to them? No, I got sent home. So it's even caps on how much you can earn at this salary job. Um and, and this kind of goes into my next point because you also had another video that referenced college suffering, right? And I, as a college grad, I could I'm somewhat, a grad. I, and I, I was going to get to that, right? And as a college grad, I was going to say I can agree, I could somewhat agree with that, right? So, I mean, outside of just saying, right, college sucks. Would you, if you were to, you know, have kids, would you? It's pushing college. Oh, no, 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 no. You should go to college. You should go to college to get out. You know, I got out all of my partying. Like, by the time that I was 21, Mm. I wasn't really drinking. Got it. Because I got it. I drank. Like, (laughs) I could do a keg stand, no other. But I think that college is an experience, getting out that partying. And a lot of the things you see people doing now that they're getting locked up for, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have gotten locked up on a college campus for the same thing because it was normal. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. I'm just being real. Like some of the things like going to a liquor store with a fake ID, if you did that on a college campus, they take the ID, they send you home. You do that out in the streets of Miami, you're going to jail. (laughs) Like you're going to jail and you may sit there for two days, like until you see a judge. Like I think college is just some of those experiences and just some of those things that people just need to go through and get out their system. And that's why I think we see a lot of younger people just wilding out because they're not, there's nowhere to contain it. They're not going to college. Think about it. College is like you're partying, you're going to school, and you have no money. And it's everybody around you. Right. You can have a whole lot of fun in college and no no money. Now you have people, you know, like there's robbers. There's just so much going on and so much negativity. And I feel like that that eight, like that 17 to 21 crowd is now rampant. Like it's like it's in places that it wasn't five years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Like you definitely can't have the fun you had in college in Atlanta if you don't have no money. My point. And now you have people like, you know, breaking into cars, like doing these things because they're trying to live up to people that are 25 and up. Mm. They're competing now. You have kids now at 21 that have things that 25 year olds have or 30 year olds. Like they have it earlier because they're going out and getting it because they're not going to school anymore. 
which just brings again like the lack of experience, the lack of money management. There's some mod things. So you still, so you still, so it sounds like you even still advocate for at least mm-hmm. having the experience of going. Yeah, to even if you don't finish, like I think that you should go experience it. Like other than if you don't go to college, you're gonna you're when you start making money, oh, we're gonna know. Mm-hmm. We're that we're gonna see it. Like <laughs> we're gonna blow through it. That I respect that. I respect that. It's more so for the experience. And for me personally, um, I, I learned a few things in college, but it was more so the networking, you know, the, having the connections and the people that I met. Definitely the experiences of, of learning how to, you know, oh, I got my, I got my uh, my <laughs> refund check. How can I stretch yeah, this? Yeah, like, you know, like just little things, you know, like your your food cards, mm-hmm. student living, laundry, just certain things. Like, I feel like it baby steps you out to moving to a real apartment. Mm-hmm. I just think it's good for people. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's not good for if you have the mindset of wanting to build wealth. Um, I built wealth, so who am I? Right, so yeah, and that's kind of like a load of questions, And I came right? from money, so. You said you came from money, meaning what? Like I went to prom in my dad's bedroom, not a renovate. Mm, <laughs> okay, so I mean, that's a, that's a hot take, right? Because some people will argue that's really what kind of tr- contributed to your success, but t- mm-hmm. tell us a little bit different. Cause- um, I feel like, I feel like people don't understand the, um the benefit and the gratitude and the privilege of starting at zero. Mm. People don't like look at that as like a privilege where I look at that as a privilege. I did not have any debt when I went to school. My dad paid out of pocket. That's starting at zero. Yes, I went to school, but I didn't come out with any debt. I started out with a clean slate. Right, so you didn't start negative. Yeah, like a lot of people start negative 20 grand. They (laughs) they start negative where I, okay, I want to do this. Okay, and I got a car at 16 to be able to go get a job. Like, you know, things like that, I think, that aren't publicized. Everybody publicizes generational wealth. And Mm -hmm. coming as a child, you know, everybody has kids. Like, I want my kid to never struggle and never. I was the kid. I always have to tell people, you know, those people grow up, and we're all perfectly fine. We don't fall on our places at 18, like some people will say. Like, oh, you're so spoiled, you're going to fall. Like, no, reality never slapped me. I grew up great, and I'm I'm perfectly fine. Like, I started at zero. Like, I got to go to school if I wanted to. If I wanted to change colleges, I could have changed colleges. Like, So so with the experience, though, of, of going back to the eviction, right, and just kind of, like, knowing that aspect, like, was your, was your dad, was he, like, what was? I 100% had a safety net that I didn't use. Okay. Which a lot of people do have. They may not want to admit it. Like everybody may not want to admit that they can't move back home. You you could. A lot some people don't. I'm not gonna say it's pride, and mm-hmm. that's what I had. You know. Um. But a lot of people, I'm gonna say, do have the option to call for help. Mm. You just choose not to. Yeah. And I did. A, it's crazy. I did a live about this. I was like, people like drag me for the fact that okay, you could have called your dad and went home. You're right. I could have. But what would have happened? He told me not to I told you so. I told you so. And that enough for me was worth the eviction. Mm-hmm. That for me was worth, you know what? I'm going to eat. You got something to prove. Yeah, I'm going to eat. And then you have to remember, I had made six figures before the eviction happened. So I already had that taste of like, okay, I could do this. Like I did it once. I could do it again. And I did do it again. Like I, I got evicted February 5th, 2017. I had a new place March 18th. And I already had a 20. 120 grand cash in the bank. Hmm. And I had started 400 bucks because he had blew through all the money, but took 400 to 120. Like, and you said you had a safety net. What, what did that safety net look like? 
Was that like three hey, dad, months? Hey, come of? get me. Oh, that concept. I thought you. So I'm thinking like an emergency fund for some reason. Mm-mm. Got you. So it was more between so. him and just all the drama, that money was gone. That's why I don't know why some people hold on to like their first six figures. I can't even tell you what happened to my first six figures. Yeah, and, and it's just like it's just something about hoarding that type of money. It's just a waste of it, right? Because it's like a year later, it's not going to be the same hundred grand. And you might as well put it in. To be honest with you, um, I just feel like money is abundant. Like, yeah. I just and as long as you don't have children. I feel like you could blow through every dollar you have and make it back tomorrow. You really could. Like, as long as you don't have high overhead, which I don't, um, I think, like, I don't really, like, stress. Like, of course, I save and I manage now. But at first, I'm like, I ain't got no kids. I got a dad who will bail me out of anything. The sky is the limit. And I get up every day and I give 110%. So I just feel like I can be at zero on Monday and Wednesday be up for 100 grand again. Mm. Like, that's powerful. Money, money truly is abundant, though. And even if you have kids, like it's still abundant. Like it may take you a little bit longer. But I wouldn't. I would not spend or move the way I did if I had a child. No, right. That's yeah, that's like that's a that given though. Because you got somebody that is yeah, relying like, on you. Mm, <laughs> I would not be. No, 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 no. No, that first. would be like. There's a, my spending habits would definitely. If the minute I see a positive, a lot of shit gonna just cut. Like because it's not needed. I'm just gonna trim the fat. Like, cause I just have it in my head of the way I want something to look and be, mm-hmm. and I'm not budging on that. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a that's a fact. Would you uh, would you probably apply some of those funds to the to your to the kid though? Like, give him money. Maybe not. Not. not I didn't get no money. Give him money. Not give them money, but like. I didn't give any. I didn't get any money. I always tell people, I'm like, I. I mean, maybe if my dad, like, God forbid, fell off the earth, I guess maybe there's some secret pot at the end of the tunnel. But I didn't get any money. I had money. Um, from the I won like pie championships. I was like on Fit Food Network and stuff like that. So the, the money I won like for those pie shows, eating or pie baking. No baking. So I you was, can cook. You can throw down. Yeah, I could bake. There's always. I always have to tell people there's a difference between cooking and baking, but I can <laughs> do both. But, um, but, um, yeah, I got that money when I turned 18 cause I had won all that prize money. Like, but I didn't get like this magical check. I got, where you want to go to school? I'm like, I want to be a cheerleader. And I went to out of state tuition and became a cheerleader cause that's what I wanted to do. And my dad would pay it. Mm. It wasn't really, I don't think kids need money. I think that you just need the options to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. As long as I can afford the options to provide Whatever you want to do, we're good. And, and 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 what I'm hearing is like, as a parent, it is like your job to provide to a certain extent those options up to a certain point. And so, because that's where you get all the creativity. That's where you start to learn yeah, yourself. Like, I don't think this. I just I don't believe in the whole generational wealth and buying your kid a house at twelve. Like Mm-mm. I I looking back, didn't I? If my dad gave me a house, I would not give one fuck. Like I would have been like, I asked you for an iPod what is this? Mm. You know what I mean? Like now maybe there's other people. It's cool. But like the way I grew up, like I wanted what I wanted. If I didn't get it, it was a problem. Like, and if you bought me something else, it was a problem. Like I really still, if I wanted an iPod, I got an iPod. If I wanted to go to Disney world, I went to Disney world. Like I got what I wanted. Like, and that's been the same for all of my siblings. Like and you still like, would you say you still like that today? Mm hmm. 100%. Like, I would like a co- I would like a cosign on your VA loan. <laughs> like, it's changing, but it's still there. It is yeah. still there. Like, I would like you to go hop with me on this this car. What are you doing? And it's like, 
I, I feel like having a bit of that that uh that attitude is beneficial too because it's like when you want something, it's like at the end of the day, you also know that it's your responsibility to get it. Yeah. Because you can't rely on everybody. If you saying you want this, you can't always rely on everybody else to get it for you. So it's like you just learn to really just hustle for it and get it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I just always I I have a great upbringing, so I just like if my if I need something, it's it's gonna be hell. Like he's gonna do it to the best of his ability, and you know, like mm-hmm. that's the same with my siblings, and that's how I carry myself in my relationships and my friendships. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to Pops, though. Shout out to Pops. <laughs> it sounds like he really looked out for you. Um, let's switch gears a little bit because, I mean, I'm a nine-to-fiver watching this video, watching Kai and Christianas chop it up about, man, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to pay this, no reason why you shouldn't be able to pay that. All you have to do, you make it sound so easy, right? All you got to do <laughs> is this. You got to be simple because so many times people complicate everything. Mm-hmm. Make it sound like you got to go here and your LLC and... Yeah, I tell people, why are you worried about LLC? Because no, the IRS is not worried about you if you don't make no money. Right, they want you to make money. So let's keep it simple, right? So I um want to start selling. I have no money because I'm barely getting by paying my bills. What are the first three things that I need to do? Um, Grab your phone, take a picture of stuff you don't want, and post it. Wow, that was literally the three things too. Grab your phone, take a picture, and post. Mm-hmm. Post it on Facebook. Start with Facebook. Yeah. Not if you don't have up. anything, just go find free. There's free stuff on Facebook. They give away couches. Go get the couch. Mm. If you have a car, it's even better. But if you don't have a car, then you start in your house. But if you have a car, go go pick up all the free stuff. People are always giving away free stuff. You can sell it for like $20. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You, again, you just make it sound so easy, right? And it's like not even just money is abundant, but opportunity is abundant. Mm-hmm. All you just got to do is just be creative and keep your eyes and your mind and your heart open to And just take initiative. Like, people lack implementation, honestly. People don't, just don't do anything. We always mm-hmm. say we're going to do it. I'm a big person of, like, stand on what you say. Stand on what you say and do it. Don't just don't just talk about it. You got to do it. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit because we're getting ready to wrap this up, Christiana, and I got a couple more questions for you. Um, and that first question, have you ever seen The Matrix? No. Okay. So the they matrix. Were the black thingies. Yeah, you, so you know about it, yeah. right? You know about it. So I'm gonna have you play the the hot. You're gonna be in the hot seat for a little bit, and I'm sure you heard situations like red pill, blue pill. You got to pick. Yeah. Go right. Ahead. So I want you to give our audience a red pill, blue pill option. They got to pick one. But what are those two options going to look like? Would you rather have five million dollars today, or five thousand dollars a month for the rest of your life? So five million dollars today. Or $5,000 a month for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's, a, that's a pretty deep question. I'm not going to answer it because I don't want to sway the audience, but we're going to put it in the polls on uh, Spotify. Y'all going to be able to vote there, and you can vote on the Facebook group. Go ahead, vote red pill, blue pill. Which one are you taking? Let us know why in the comments. And outside of that, Christian, I want to you know ask you what will be some advice you would give to 18-year-old self Having you just walk into a spitting image version of yourself as soon as you leave the studio. What would be some advice you would give that young lady? At 18? Mm-hmm. Fight now because you're not going to be broke forever. Mm. Yeah, because there's a lot of fights I wish I had have like initiated, but now I can't. So like back then when I have nothing to oh, do. Oh, you're saying like literally fight. Yeah, like literally. Like <laughs> there's a lot of, um, like when you have nothing to lose, you can help somebody lose everything. Like, and there was just certain things, like, 
I had nothing to lose at 18. Mm -hmm. You got to really think about that. Like, and that is the most dangerous thing on earth. Like somebody, and I tell people this all the time, like relationships, when somebody has nothing to lose, the only thing they're going to do is help you lose everything. Mm. And when I was 18, oh, what? I was a demon. <laughs> I can't say I second that, but I I, feel, <laughs> I see where you're going with I see where you're going with uh, with it on that one. So, I mean, right now, that that's really all the questions I have for you, Christian. I want to give you the space and the opportunity to really like plug yourself in. The people right there want to know where they can find you, how they can, you know, really so talk to you. you guys can find me at Christiana Hurt on any of my social media or just type in Wealthy College Kids, search it in the Google or whatever. But I have a free class every single Wednesday where you can actually learn how to sell on eBay in less than two hours and make money in the same day, which is, you know, pretty important considering the recession. So, yeah, if you want to not get evicted, show up to the class. <laughs> Especially during this recession. Well, okay. Christiana, I appreciate you hopping on here, chopping it up with myself and to our millionaires that are really looking for some ways to get out of their current situation and get to where they want to be. Um, with that being said, you know, I just want to thank our millionaires as well for tapping in with us every week, uh, Monday and Friday. Just remember to keep focused, build, build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly. My name is Kai Speaks and we out.